Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to Moms in Real Estate. I'm Kristen Cantrell, and today I get the pleasure of talking to Nicolette Box out of Virginia. And I've also had the pleasure of getting to know her over the last week, and she's fantastic, you guys. You're gonna love her. So not only is she a real estate agent, but she is a mother, a wife, a foodie, a speaker, a traveler. She's gonna tell you all kinds of stuff today. So Nicolette, welcome to Moms in Real Estate. And why don't you get us started? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. First of all, thank you for creating this platform for agents to be able to speak candidly about what we do. As a mother and a real estate agent, you totally understand what we do and how we struggle sometimes to balance work, family, and all of our appointments. But Overall, I am a realtor with Sotheby's International Realty, Hunt Country Sotheby's. If my broker was watching, she would want me to designate that. But uh, I'm in Virginia. Um, I am born and raised in Louisiana. I've been a real estate agent for eight years. I'm also a real estate investor, and I believe in helping women to understand that even before I became a, a professional realtor working for clients, I've always used real estate to be able to build generational wealth and, and add, like my husband like to say, cash flow, which I like for women to understand the importance of cash flow. But um, I am, you know, excited to be here and talking to you and yeah, share a little Yeah, let's bit. actually dive into that because that is always such a fun topic for me to talk about, wealth building, right? And you're, you're on a mission to not only help build wealth for your kids, but your for your grandkids. So how did that get introduced to you and kind of what, what's been your journey in doing that? So my journey is, you know, to understand that where I'm from in Louisiana, most of the families, they've never ventured out of the state. We have multiple generations that stay in the quadrant of Louisiana, where I'm from. You may move around, but most people stay where they are and they don't get the exposure to what outside of Louisiana offers. So being from Louisiana and moving to Washington, D.C., my background is in the federal government. I worked in the White House, Capitol Hill, Department of Labor. So I've been in all different circles. But going home each time and visiting, I found that a lot of my friends were not really looking at advancement through real estate. You know, and I, and I would go home and I would say, hey, when we were children, uh, so-and-so's friend lived here and now that house is sitting there and nothing is happening and eventually the city started demolishing these homes and I thought that was a nice house if only someone had an interest to come and rehab it make it a rental because in our climate as you and I both know hurricanes come yearly sometimes and different regions are displaced and end up moving to where I'm from temporarily or long-term, and we, you, we always need a rental. So um, and how I got started was just having casual conversation with my husband when I decided to stop working and I was a stay-at-home mom, and my husband started saying that, you know, the books say you're supposed to invest in real estate, you know, close to where you live, and I was like, mm, 
no. My good friend, Candace, who's my uh, associate broker, my mom's associate broker, my mother's an agent. I got her into it as well. So I'm always encouraging and empowering women to get in real estate. So yes. my mom was a teacher for 33 years and I brought her in. But anyway, going back to the initial question, um, my her broker is a friend of mine and she kept saying, no, you don't need to listen to you know, all those books, you can use property management. You know, we offer that and I can help you find properties. And we're talking in Virginia, rental property would be about $400,000 back then. Mm -hmm. In Louisiana, a brand new construction home was roughly $80,000, $90,000. And we're talking brick. And so when I first started thinking about it, my husband said, no, let's not do that. But as hurricanes kept coming and my children were growing, and I was involved in traveling, travel sports and, and coming home and during the week thinking, okay, when the kids are at school or preschool, let me dive into real estate to see what I could do from Virginia. And I just kept purchasing and purchasing. And, and my mom was thinking about getting out of uh, her career. And I started saying, hmm, you've been a teacher 33 years. You're smart. Come and take this real estate exam and help me expand. And... Um, and that's how we, we just continued the cycle. And now we're up to residential and commercial rentals. And I and think you're at 20 units, right? Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, that so, sounds that sounds uh, probably far-fetched for some people listening, right? And I feel like <laughs> the more I talk to women that own a lot of investment properties, it kind of just steamrolls. And all of a sudden you have 20 properties. So yes, do you yes. feel like that was your the case with you as well? Absolutely, because what really made it helpful was um, we use Tenant Cloud. So I'm giving, you know, Tenant Cloud has been an amazing for me. I met the owner of Tenant Cloud when he graduated from Cornell and started this company. So when I called and I saw this ad in some entrepreneur magazine or whatever, and I called the number, he answered the phone. Now, of course, you know, you can't reach him, but that software was key to being able to manage my lifestyle here and have um, the, the rentals advertised or to have them, you know, the application, the background and, you know, just check in the candidates. But, you know, one minute we I remember it being a free service if you had zero to four properties. And then the next thing you know, we start getting a bill and I thought, oh, OK. And then it was seven and then it was eight then it was 12 and and we also buy multifamilies because multifamilies are really uh you know key to building a portfolio so uh you know having that access to just constantly add on and, and because people in my home state recognize that anytime that there's an opportunity or a potential investment they have a list of investors per um their you know their reach to contact and and they reach out to me and, and if it's interesting if the numbers make sense and it cash flows mm -hmm. we are definitely uh contenders and and we, we will negotiate terms and we've been up to uh, a couple of tough negotiations you know trying to beat investors but we've been fortunate and still expanding and they are all rented just about all the time. And actually the USA Today wrote an article on me last year about how that is a whole segment that people are, you know, not paying attention to, but they should. And that's rentals for new construction properties. I mean, these are brand new, many of them, 80% of our homes are brand new. And 
purchase from the builder and rent it right away. And we, we, we've only rehabbed a couple homes, but you know, it, it's really hard to rehab from a distance, but to purchase with the day and age, with the electronics, it's easy to purchase. Yeah. What would you say? Um, let's, let me ask you two questions. One, um, let's start with what has been the biggest challenges in owning that many investment properties and then the second question is what have what's been the best things that you've learned and the most helpful things that you utilize so the the lar- the biggest challenge is typically um you know scheduling people and getting them to understand that we are a remote area and i know you've never heard of our company because we're not one of the large companies that are you know it's all over the us but we are constantly trying to get families from a distance to understand that you need to look at these properties digitally, you know, online and and make an effort to come and look at them remote. And a lot of times they're either military families or individuals who are not able to come multiple times. And I tell them, I'm sorry, there should be more rentals in our air, but there aren't. So you have four and they're all mine. And I'm telling you, we have multiple people who are reaching out. So they're not going to last for two and three weeks. So that is a challenge trying to let a family or someone know that we are not fraudulent people. You know, if you want to look at our Facebook page, it is available. You can see we are, you know, leaders in our field in terms of residential real estate rentals. And, and, and many times they're really concerned because they've heard of all the, the stories on, Hey, if I send you this background information, or if I send you this deposit, will you really be a real brick and mortar home when I get there? Or will I pull up and it's, you know, the money pit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that movie with Tom Hanks, but, but I have to convince people that is the hardest. But once you can see, I talk a lot. Once I talk to people and let them know, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, you're going to get me, you you have my mother, who's my, you know, real estate manager, or her broker. Um, if someone is typically planning to rent short term and maybe build their own home, we are able to give them multiple resources. The hardest part, I think that was your second question. Yep. That was the hardest part. The, the best part about this is being able to accommodate a family moving, well, I'm not going to use family, an individual or a group of people who are thrilled to be able to come to a brand new structure mm-hmm. because they've seen pictures in the community and, and they're like, oh my gosh, we're so fortunate to be able to have a nice place to call home while we're temporarily here for two years or three years. And that makes me happy knowing that I am providing a resource for people because I know what it's like to have a home. I have a home and when we go traveling, if it's Airbnb or a resort, it's just a, it's a short term rental or a week long vacation, but to have your own place to put your belongings mm-hmm. and feel safe with your family, it's important. Yeah. You know? and, I agree. And, and I usually, yeah. And you can understand that being a real estate agent, it's important to have a place to temporarily call home or, and to be safe. So let's dive in now about, like, you have a lot of moving parts. So not only do you have these 20 units, but you're also a full-time real estate agent. You're also a full-time mom. So let's talk about what we like to call 
balance, this so-called thing, right? And how, how do you manage um, to keep track of everything that's going on? Is there a balance? I say Are balance is bullshit, yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I, I try to balance. No, honestly, you know, I, I have my notes. I have multiple notebooks. I have, look, I have notes. I'm constantly trying to figure out, you know, between my hard written calendar, my phone calendar, my kids and my husband. You know, I schedule, oddly enough, I schedule dates with my husband on a Google yeah, I really do. Because if not, it won't happen. I'll sit on my time off and go to our movie room and I'll binge watch and, you know, I'll do different things. But the grand scheme of things is to understand that when I took this position, I knew I would be putting other people first because I remember before I became a real estate agent and I worked and I worked in D.C. and we were looking for my home at the time that we're living in and I would call the agent and say, can we go when it was convenient for me, which is after work, after I pick up my child. So when I took this position, I knew I would be on someone else's clock. And um, fortunately, uh, my clock is not always going to match up. I mean, I have professional athletes that are being drafted that come to this area. And, and from the minute they get drafted, and they get settled, they are instantly ready. You know, these are kids coming straight out of college. So they don't necessarily work and understand the work ethic of adult people and how to schedule time. They're just like, hey, can I get a house? When? How? But most of my people who are mothers or, you know, professionals, they respect, you know, that it's a schedule. But again, I'm still on their schedule. So what I do is try to just go between my, because I prioritize my family first, mm -hmm. right? So I prioritize my family first, because if I'm not able to have my family covered, I can't focus on my clients. So um, my clients understand and know that when they contact me, because they've either been referred to me through a personal friend or have, you know, been referred to me from their financial advisor, or they have seen me on social media and would look at my bio. They know I'm a family, you know, that I have a family. So they understand. So between my calendars, electronic, hard, I, I just try to keep one foot in front of the other. Yep. And, uh, and I'm week to week, but I'm also day to day because, you know, things can change. I think it's such a great point you bring up because so many agents out there don't have boundaries. And especially when you're new, you feel like I have to go whenever they say, and you really don't. You feel mm -hmm. that, but really at the end of the day, people do respect that you have family time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. they do. And I will they tell do. you in the seven years I've been talking to moms in real estate on this podcast, the, all the successful moms out there live by their calendar. They all schedule date nights. They schedule sports. They schedule everything. You're prospecting your follow-up. Everything has to be in that dang thing. I go to bed yeah. at night and I literally look at my calendar and say, what the heck am I doing tomorrow? I don't even know. You know, exactly. but I mm -hmm. have to pre do I have. I, and right now I'm working on what am I doing next week? Plugging everything in there so that, you know, cause otherwise, and I, pl I have to plug in my workouts at least a week or two in advance or else they don't happen because then my calendar gets full. And then I'm like, I can't go to that workout class now, you know? Yes. Yes. Literally I drove to, um, where did I go? Was I going to Baltimore? Baltimore is about an hour and 10 minutes away. Okay. And I got, I got 
halfway to Baltimore, at least 20 to 30 minutes in. And because I did, I knew I was meeting with a group of developers. I needed both of my calendars, right? So I left this one. And I said, either I can be late or I can go back home and get it. So I didn't, I wasn't late because I do respect people in their time. But what I did was have my college daughter to come into my office and I had her to take pictures of my, my, that particular month uh-huh. so, that so that I would have it with me when I got to the meeting, just in case they, you know, wanted to schedule a meeting. And, but I'm telling you, I am truly operating by these two calendars. And when something is out of sync, I'm out of sync. Totally. Really. And, and, and I know it seems like, how do you schedule date night with your husband? But it's not, my husband's self-employed and he owns his own IT company. So he's as equally as busy as I am. Mm-hmm. But if we don't sync up, we will, we'll be sitting in the media room. Like, didn't we have a date? Last week? <laughs> <gasps> you know, because we'll, we'll reschedule. And a lot of times I'll think, oh, I'll reschedule it. And, you know, I may forget, but. It's important. Everything I do is pretty much on a calendar. And and I don't know how to modify it. Um, you know, if, you know, you took one of the two sources away, I don't know how it would operate. Well, I'll add one more to that. I have my Google calendar, my paper calendar, and I have this huge wall calendar in my kitchen. So, but they all serve different purposes. Like my Google calendar is everything. And then for my mm-hmm. husband and my kids to see, like, if we have anything that the family is doing, it needs to be on that big one in the kitchen. If we have practice, mm-hmm. what nights do we have practice? It, you know, gay, anything like that needs to be up on there. And my paper calendar is more of like my to-do list w- with the days, you know? So it's like, what do I have to get done today? And I put that on there. But I love my well, calendars. Just want to hug them. So like, what would we do without them? Okay, I do not. And that's one of the things. That's exactly what I tell my mentees. I tell them, you know, listen, you know, when I'm training them, get your calendar in sync because you will get busy because, you know, they may be younger and not have families, but they may have other part-time jobs as they are migrating into real estate. And I tell them, have a calendar, if not one or two, electronic and hard copy. Mm-hmm. And... And I know they think I'm crazy, but um, the truth is that you really need to be able to have uh, your calendar and it needs to be firm and respected. And also having a calendar to put your things in there that are important as well. I agree. All right. I want to talk to you about two more things. I want to talk to you about, I love that you really stress the fact that about the real estate exam being really, really hard. And then you said it's really, really hard being a mom and taking the test, which it is, but you also let women know like you can do it. So I want you to talk a little bit about that because I know you're passionate about it. So yes, that is so true. So as I, when I graduated college a long time ago, I won't say what year, because I'm a lot older than you. But when I was in college, we used to, and I still do it now, and I'll show you, I color code everything, okay? So I have highlighters, and actually my daughter is studying to take her MCAT to go to medical school, and she color codes for studying too. I color code, because when I was studying for my in college, I needed everything in different colors. So that was many years ago. Remember, I'm a mom. I've, you know, you know, I felt very intelligent because I've worked in the White House, in the Capitol, and and all of a sudden, and I'll be the first one to tell you in your podcast because 
I want people to know I failed my exam. Oh, yeah, everyone does. I failed my exam, both of them the first time. Mm -hmm. And I was very upset because I felt like, how did I fail my exam? I'm super intelligent. And uh, my husband was, my husband actually thought, you failed it? Really? And I said, hey, this is like no other exam I've ever taken. I've taken the ACT, the SAT, (laughs) many standardized tests. It's so true. Why is it so hard? It's, and you know what? I went back and I and I had to go old school. I had my highlighters. Mm-hmm. I was highlighting everything and different things. And eventually I passed it. But I find that being a mother, reinventing your career and coming out of the gate, you have laundry waiting for you. You have children's schedules. I, I would, would, like I said, I was on travel sports and, you know, date nights. And I found that I would pick up my, my studying and then put it away because before you know, we have a holiday coming up and we have this weekend we're off and we have travel sports. So eventually I, I recognized that in my home, there were too many distractions. So I, I signed up for a night course with Keller Williams and I took it for one month and I nailed it. And, you know, I recognized that it was a struggle. I was in the class with many other women. Some were agents previously, and after, you know, you've been out for a while, you have to retest. And, and and I kept sitting there in the class each night for a month, like, okay, well, she's in here because she didn't pass, but she looked like she's not going to pass. She's not paying attention to the instructor now. And, you know, I'm thinking, I came out of my home to not be distracted, and she's here and distracted. So I really was wondering, like, is this the right choice? So I would tell you, if you're watching, make the decision to understand what you're trying to do. And once you set that higher on your priority list, you nail it down and you stick to it and you commit. And and that's what I did. It came down to simple commitment. And and I like I said, I have many people who will tell me, I'm thinking about getting into real estate, but I heard the test was hard. Absolutely. Tell them up front. Oh this yeah. Is like, you know, don't I'm I'm not sugarcoating it. I tell them, if you are, you know, really determined, you can do this. I have a trauma nurse and she studied and she was right out of college and she studied and she failed it by one point. And she thought, I'm not taking it anymore. I said, no, no, no. You go back and you do it within the next two weeks. And she went back and she passed it. So you will, you might fail. You may be like my friend who went out to celebrate Cinco de Mayo that year with her friends and we drove in together the first time I took it because we had like a friend pack. So that's the other thing. Formulate a bond with someone else who may be going through it. Oh, you. such a great, we such had, great advice. Friend, yes, we had a friend pack. We studied um, in our homes and we both made the decision to go and take the class together. So we also said we would take our test together. I went with her that morning and she was talking about Nicolette. Oh my gosh, I'm going to fail because... I went to celebrate Cinco de Mayo and I'm thinking last night, why? Again, you have commitments to your husband and your family members or whatever. And I said, that was the dumbest thing. Well, we went, we took our exam and I noticed when it was time for me to, you know, wait for the lady to come in and validate that I was finished with the test. My friend was not there. And I said, oh wow, she's gone. She took the test, passed both parts was sitting out waiting on me. Oh my gosh. So when I went out, I had this look like, I can't believe I failed. And she was sitting there like, 
I'm about to throw up. Oh my so gosh. The look on her face was like, you know, thinking, I'm like, oh, she's so stressed out. She failed too. So we're in the car driving back and she was like, I, I just feel so sick. I'm so sorry. I was like, well, don't throw up in my car because we both failed and we both feel like we want to vomit. And she said, no, you failed. And I said, you didn't. And she was like, no, I passed. So I was driving like, oh my gosh, maybe I should have went out. Girl, dang it. I need to go back in time and go to Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) That's how you do it. So if anyone's watching, you go out and celebrate. No, but honestly, it's the truth because I think she, she wasn't as nervous because she had some time to unwind. Literally, they tell you to get rest the night before. Yeah, I stayed up until one o'clock. Going over all my yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, it's yes. too it's too much. Don't do it. You know what? Don't I remember it. when I had to take my real estate test. I had they gave me one month to go through the school and get my test finished, and it was the worst month ever. And I will I really really vividly remember my son was bawling. I was taking them to um, preschool. Both of my sons, my older son was just super super upset, bawling, yelling at me, and. I had to take him from preschool and I got in the car cause he wouldn't calm down. And I just started bawling. I mean, I was so, I was just so overwhelmed and so stressed out because that information was so much. And my son to this day will tell me, do you remember that one time where you cried really hard? And I'm like, yeah. And you know what? I cried and I was stressed, but guess what? I went and I took the test. I passed on my first time. The second time I went, I let my license expire one time. I think they messed up. And so I just ran out of there. I was like, did you just say I passed? And they were said, yeah. And I was like, I'm out of here before you realize I yes. probably well, didn't. Yeah. Oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> and I yes, called, and yes. well, I called my husband and I said, I feel like I could perform open heart surgery with how hard that test was. I know my mother, my mother felt the same way. And my mother has her master's and her, you know, beyond her master's and two degrees. And she's a science teacher and, and biology. And, and I thought, hmm. All those years you gave me the blues as your you know, teacher's <laughs> kid, you're not as smart as you think you are. But, you know, it's a test that will really push you to the limit. And, um, you know, you just, you know, like you said, you can operate. And, and I'm, I honestly feel that was probably one of the hardest, probably one of the hardest tests. But although it's hard, I think that the audience, if you're thinking about getting your real estate license, you're not already licensed. It's it's more of a memorization, not understanding. You'll learn how to sell real estate after, which is unfortunate. But well, yes, I, I, know. It, I know. I don't know why they do that. Okay. I want to wrap it up with you telling us a couple things. I have some spitfire questions for you, um, which Uh-oh. means I'm going to say something and you just first thing that comes to mind. And I know you're a okay. foodie. So favorite food. Boudin. What is it? <laughs> I knew I would get you. I got you with spitfire. Boudin is like a um, sausage in Louisiana with rice oh. and it's a, it's called boudin. Okay. So, you have to go and try. I, you know what? Like just thinking of going and eating with you, I like I have to. <laughs> like, come to New Orleans. Look, I know. Plan one of your events in New Orleans, and I'm so there. Don't tempt me. You know I will. <laughs> Actually, I asked Nicolette to speak at one of the flourishes coming up. So if you guys want to hear more from her, make sure to stay on top of theflourishevent.com because she will most likely be coming out in November to Chandler, Arizona, and speaking. Okay, I'm going to do one more spitfire question at you. Real real estate means? Home. Oh, I love it. So good. 
Yes. It means home. It truly does. Because when you think real estate, it's an object and it's home because most people think they don't think investing. They think real estate. I own real estate or I need real estate. They're thinking home. They want a place to belong. That is correct. I believe. I love it. You've been such a fun guest to have on and I've enjoyed getting to know you. And if anybody else wants to connect with you on Instagram, what's your Instagram handle? I am Nicolette, I'm, I'm Nicolette underscore box realtor. So um, you can definitely reach out. You can say hello. If you're in Virginia, let's link up. I'm happy to go and take you to my favorite food spots and we could talk everything about real estate. And, um, you know, feel free to um, consider asking me any questions if you do. But if not, if you just want to know more about the things in Louisiana, we could talk about that all day, every day. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're fantastic. And what you're doing and giving, given the ability for women who are considering becoming real estate agents like both of us to have a place to go and examine, like, is this really for me? Is this realistic? Is it tough? Is it easy? Is it, you know, just sitting at home and writing contracts? You need to go find these clients. You need to work with them. You need to, you know, market. You know, a lot of times people come in and they don't know how, you know, so many different things that, you know, people don't understand. Because honestly, when I came in, I thought, okay, I have my license, listings in Everyone would just come and you're sitting there, like you said, you're, you're mad because you're like, wait, all that I studied, I'm not using that. I need to now figure out how to use contracts. Wait a minute. I studied a thick book. Why am I looking at contracts versus the book? But it's, it's, it's a lot more to it, but having this podcast is giving the insight to what we do and, and how realistic it is. We bring it raw and real. That is for sure. Yes, for a mom. I bring it. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. And if I come out there in November, you know, I'm sure I'll meet other moms and we'll all have the same or similar stories because we went through the same exam. Our national exam is very, you know, similar, but our state may vary, but we all went through it. Unless you were connected and had listings and buyers just waiting for you as soon as you passed the exam which many of us do not, you need to figure out how to invent yourself, create your brand, know how to market and sell, use everything in your past career and your life. You need to bring it out and in front and center and you need to learn how to tweak it, use it. I don't want to hear you don't know how to use social media. We have Google and Chrome and Safari. I mean, that's how it is. Yep. And I didn't know all of that. I didn't know how much of it was about branding and and selling yourself and being in front of people and reminding people like, hey, I'm also the PTA mom, but now I'm a real estate agency, uh-huh. realtor, you know, and because people know you for what you were previously, because I didn't tell a lot of people I was taking my exam. I told two or three people, created my pact, and I didn't want it to be public in case I failed. So... Yeah, no, you guys heard it from Nicolette. That is great advice. And again, thank you for coming on. And we will see you you in person in November. Yes, I'll come. All right, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now.